up this morning, looked out I can tell my milk cow, I can tell by the way she loads. If you see my milk cow, please drive her on home. Cause I ain't had no milk and butter ooh, since my cow's been gone. Well, you got to treat me right day by day. Get out your little prayer book. Get out on your knees and pray, cause you're gonna need, you're gonna need my help someday. Yeah, you're going to be sorry, ooh, you treat me this way. Yeah, beat it, brother, beat it. trail drive from Texas down by the Rio Grande we drove past the Medina dry and bitter land where before the Longhorn streamed along grass range once was there now we heard them in silence with a feeling of despair the day was hot the wind was dry and mesquite barred the way the gay and the cactus tried to drain our lives away we came up to a ranch house dying in the desert sun, looked at the old spread over, couldn't see anyone. Then from the ranch house, a man stepped out. He was old beyond his years. A viejo caballero, his eyes filled up with tears. I have nothing for you, senors, he said. My hacienda's empty now. There was a time. He shook his head and gave a gentle bow. I asked him why he'd stayed on in a place where hope was dead. He looked up at me and his face grew soft. And this is what he said. Mis raíces están aquí. My roots are buried here. Now I've punched cattle from the Rio Grande to the cold Montana plains. And I've pushed them through New Mexico. 
Arizona rains. I've seen ranchers hang on when it's been 45 below. Thoughts always cross my mind why they just don't go to a place where life is easier nature not so hard. And then the past comes falling back to the Diego's jar. I think of him as his wild pride and the things that he has done. I know that if men battle back snow and rolling sun, they'll live their responsibility to the land they love best. America will proudly stand and in her vigil will not rest. No matter what may lie ahead, the answer is loud and clear. Mis raíces están aquí. My roots are buried. W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I have a really interesting story about the origin of our name. Oh? Yeah. It was called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, and it got abbreviated. Just some random mutiny person gave that to you. Yes. And we are, speaking of random mutiny person, we are random mutiny radio people on random mutiny radio. Dot fm go to mutinyradio.fm there's a whole world of streaming shows and music and live events right out of the mission district of san francisco it is mutiny radio and we are happy as a clam in the land of uncle sam to be right here right now sunday 2 p.m pacific standard time we air once a week we stream that's the first time you can hear us you got to go listen to us on the uh it's uh, audio only audio rss feed all right so Yes, and we have an RSS feed. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, do so by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie with you. You listen to our podcast. You watch the movie at the same time. And if you don't want to do all that manual work, subscribe right. to our YouTube channel. YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Makes it easier. We'd like you to donate to the station. Go to Venmo and donate a couple bucks to at Mutiny Radio. So, Carl, what is the movie we are seeing today? <clears throat> the Great Gabo, 1929. The Great Gabo with two Bs, 1929. 
That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The, as in not the, because it's it's just a, it's a G. So it's the, right, the great. Not the. Okay, you know how. If to it was it. awesome, Gabo, it would be the awesome Gabo. But it's right not great. on the Simpsons was the awesome Gabo, the great G A B B O nineteen twenty nine. The channel we like is Cinema for Real. Cinema for Real with the number four. Yeah, well, you, you won't find another one. You'll see it's Cinema. For... Yeah, the other you'll ones see... have commercials. That's why okay. we don't like them. Yeah, there's this movie has been around for a while. It, it was an inspiration for The Simpsons. That's the first time I even heard of the Gabo. Yeah. Uh, ventriloquist and uh when i realized it was a movie and i realized that we have a movie podcast called lwaflmoyt <laughs> as soon as that occurred to you i was uh, yeah it was true yeah i got a match here wait a minute i was hand gliding at the time and uh we were watching so there's a lot of versions on the youtube we like cinema for real we want you to go find that the great gabbo 1932 no 1929 so this movie and is like 93 years old uh, as of this record. Yeah. As of this recording, this movie is 93. It's almost seven years shy of 100 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to watch something that's 100 years old. Life marches forward. And the, you know what I like about it? But this is this is content for the podcast. Let's get to the countdown. Okay, let's get to it. Okay, okay. so the let's get to the countdown. Over. Yeah, go ahead, I just Carl. want to make sure it's clear to everyone. The Great Gabo 1929 Cinema for Real is the channel we like. And there you go. There we go. So we have a celebrity comedian to do the countdown, but we want you to meet the celebrity comedian. Yeah. So Carl went over uh, to their press junket and had an opportunity mm -hmm. to sit down and talk about some real things and get to learn about the celebrity comedian. And, yes. of course, I haven't heard of this one yet. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Pat Dixon. Hey. Welcome, Pat. How are you doing? Talking to us from Buffalo, New York. Yep. Right. Okay, now, Pat, you are a big-time, big-deal comedian. Uh, you just... Oh, absolutely. Carl, you wouldn't say that if I was. <laughs> you just headlined Comedy Cove. You drove... Uh, on a Sunday to Buffalo to do more shows. Like all the big-time comedians do. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure you're aging. Okay, but but mainly what I want to start talking about is your creator and host of the NYC Crime Report yeah, with Pat Dixon. Now, this is streaming on Censored.TV, and you've been doing this a long time, since 2011. Tell me about this show, the people who come on it, everything, you know, like – that's led you to this point in which you are the crime report guy. You know, I was a victim of an attempted murder, and so it got me interested in crime. I, I, it took a little while for that to manifest as exactly what I wanted to do. But I read a story when I got to New York City within 2006 about a guy who got stabbed on a train, and he nearly died, and he was going to be the fifth victim of that day for a spree killer, Maxime Gelman, you know, back in 2011. And I thought, man, this is fascinating. And I started talking to people at parties about it, bringing this story up, and nobody had heard it, even in the city. And it was all over the place. So I thought, man, there should be an outlet for a show like this. And then the more I started doing it, the more I was like, this really needs to be funny. So I kind of made it like the New York Post uh, with punchlines. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down to. I've had attorneys uh, on quite a bit. I've had ex-cops current cops, uh, a lot of people like that, some marginal characters sometimes. And, and you know, then the the occasional, you know, big name of Bobcat Goldthwait or something like that. Nice, just, nice. 
up. Yeah, and but I've met a lot of interesting people through it, you know, and 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 Coulter and people all over the city, and uh-huh. and that's how I got onto Compound, doing it there, and then it became a visual thing, and now it's on Censored TV. Okay, and now this is started in 2011, so this attempted murder was prior to that. Now this was an ex-girlfriend who tried to shoot you? Tell me what, what, what went on there. Oh, you know, she was nuts. And she, uh, I mean, was just like, had had enough of my shit. And after we broke up, she decided she wanted to uh, exact some sort of revenge, you know? So she stalked me for a couple of weeks. And then she, uh, you know, found me in an IHOP and had a gun, took it away from her. There was a skirmish. And she was convicted of attempted, second degree attempted murder and got eight years house arrest. That's the, uh-huh. the thumbnail version. Of course, she was very fun uh, originally when I first met her. You know, not that way at all. But a lot can happen between April and December, as it turns out. <laughs> now, yeah. three weeks of stalking, and she chooses the IHOP. Do you think she was just getting her nerves? I mean, what was she looking at? Were you with some other woman? Well, she didn't know I, where I was, you know. And so I think what it was, she didn't want me to go back to my wife. So, you know, she... She found out from a guy I was working with where I was working and then drove a couple of hours to do this thing. You know, it was very premeditated and everything. They wanted to yeah. start with the first degree attempted murder, but, you know, she flea bargained. And, yeah, it was, it was she had a suicide note the whole bit. She was going to take care of herself after? Uh, well, you know, I think sometimes people find that they can live with the fact they shot somebody a little bit better than they uh, might have but so I mean we don't know if she would have followed through on that or not. But you know that was the plan. Uh, okay, now did she really serve the full eight years? Oh, I don't know. I mean, like I, I, it was supposed to be over in 2012, and I frankly stopped keeping up. She did oh. friend request me back in like 2008 or seven, something like that. <laughs> did you accept? No, I, I did. Come on, let bygones be bygones. It's just a little murder. I mean, it's so old now, you yeah. know. That would have expired the order of protection, you know, and she could have been on my door in a couple of hours uh, legally. So that's <laughs> law. You know, stick within the parameters of what they set forth. I have to trust the authorities know what they're doing. That's what we talk about a lot on New York City Crime Report. It's a pro-law enforcement show generally, so people have a way of hearing that message. I think there's so many negative messages about law enforcement. And, look, I can't really say the law is perfect, and I can't say the cops are perfect, but I do know that the cops are at least – trying to preserve some order, and I think that that's more than we could say about the legislators a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So you also impressed me because you were on – you had a Comedy Central special. Now, it's Comedy Central Presents, so I guess you were a featured comedian. It was a half hour of material. Yeah. When was this – it wasn't like your special on Comedy Central. It was a show of, that comedians, you know, each week would be a different one. Yeah, it was it was just, you know, now they have I think they call it the half hour. And so they have a series where they had, you know, everybody does their half hour special. And it's um, Comedy Central presents Pat Dixon was what it was uh-huh. called. Have your own background you have to come up with and all that stuff. So it's very themed towards you and everything. It's not it's not like a. uh like a quick short thing, obviously, half an hour or something. You know, that's right. the way it came to New York City. But I mean. Long story short, you know, that was in 2006, and, you know, it didn't get the traction that, like, Jim Gaffigan got, you know, uh-huh. something yeah. like that. You know, his special was just, like, they played it endlessly, 
And I'll tell you something about that special. I had food poisoning while I did it. So Really? Yeah. I had thrown up the night before and all that day. And, and I had to get a B12 injection from a doctor to even be able to do the special. I mean, I, I had a fever. I was... I had I'd gone out to dinner the night before and had uh, rabbit for okay. dinner, yeah. and I had uh, partridge as an appetizer. So okay. I rabbit, and those are two animals that I don't normally eat, and I don't suppose <laughs> they cook properly or something. I don't know. The Gramercy Tavern. It was an expensive meal, you know. It's not like I was getting it off my. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't pepper and squall. Yeah, it wasn't street meat or anything, you know. Uh, but you know. The doctor offered that he's like, you might want to wear uh, an adult diaper. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's not that bad. So you had to go out there, put on your best face, pretend it wasn't going on, say, I can hang on for 30 minutes here. This is an opportunity I cannot blow. Oh, yeah. I absolutely had to do it. You know, there was no getting around it. They all, they had everything set up. The background was there. Everything was, all systems go. You know, you can't be sick. It's it's, it's one of those things. You just, you're not allowed to be sick in that moment. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did all right, you know. I did all right. It was, it was, I was a little sweaty and a little, you know, but I, but I made it. <laughs> now I see you today, and you really go quite blue, e- even as while you're telling the audience, I'm not going blue, right? So uh, yeah. I'm sure that wasn't this special, right? This was earlier material. Yeah, it was. It had to be TV friendly, and there's always a debate about that stuff. And you'd be, you'd be amused by like how specific the debates get, you know exactly how you can say a certain thing and the only thing they made me take out like absolutely no there was no talking about it was something about had something to do with uh disciplining your kids uh-huh uh domestically that domestic violence style or something Corporal you know punishment right uh yeah spanking hitting them or something and like they they didn't want to hear anything about it there's no okay. changing that joke okay now Let's talk about the punch, okay? okay. Now, in 2015, you joined Compound Media as yeah. one of the, you know, based on the strength of NYC Crime Report. And, um, okay, so Dateline, June 20, 2022. What? G- Gino had Felicia Gillespie on, right, in hot water. Right. So you entered the bar across the street. What's the name of that bar? Sullivan. Sullivan's. You entered Sullivan's with no intention of punching anybody. Tell me what, in the heat of the moment, led you to do it. Well, I was, I was like, perturbed or whatever. But, I mean, until I saw, like, uh, both of those two in the bar together, I wasn't yeah. going, uh, I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I, I think I was just going to go talk to Gina. Like, what the fuck? I knew he'd be in there. I wasn't 100% she'd be in there. But, like, that just brought it home. Look, I mean, you never want to punch somebody it's not like a good thing to do but like sometimes you act on a certain amount of anger or frustration or something you feel i mean like i can't even explain what makes that situation any different uh-huh. it's just it's something that really came to a head and i and i knew that he had brought her on the show strictly to fuck with me and like uh right people fuck with you and it's just not fun it's just okay. like i'm not doing that and you know it's particularly it's uh you, you know, just found yourself doing it. You were in the middle of swinging. I mean, you're just that. You I got even, and... It was surreal. It was it was an out of body experience. You know, it, it was very different. It's not something I've done ever. You know? Right. You haven't punched people ever. Never, never. No, I've never done that. And I did in this case. And it, it was uh, 
geez, I mean, what can you say about something like that? It's, it was, I was more shocked probably than he was. Yeah. Now, um, it was a really good punch. Do you use that in, in punch in your stand-up now? Because that punch really hit. Oh, no. That, that, that punch that I gave him had half the punch of my stand-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of punches in stand-up, but you were off stage, so that's why I'm surprised. Now, when you found out that your punch, because you left right away, you had no idea what your punch had done. When you found out that his jaw was broken... What was what was your emotion finding out that news? Pride, of course. You know, I never felt bad about that. I like, oh my god, I don't know. I mean, like, look, obviously, I didn't intend to break his jaw. Yeah, that's why. I'm not convinced that he had a broken jaw. I, I mean, like, I. Well, he was all wired up. He had to have soft. Well, he had surgery to get his wisdom teeth removed, you know, and I think that they, they might have done some wiring because of that. I, I'm not convinced that his jaw was broken. Uh-huh. Of everything was a little too perfect. I mean, I don't want to go into a bunch of details, but right around the time, okay. I started to kind of go, oh, okay, I guess everything's going to be all right. And they were laughing about it one day, about four days later. And, and then it was, and then, you know, over the weekend, uh, seems like suddenly things changed and he came back and it was like, oh my God, he's on death's door. He's, uh-huh. a, he's he's got all these permanent injuries and shit, and then that's what justified firing me. And then four days after they fire me, he's back at work, you know. So suddenly he's okay. Give me a break. He just wanted me to get fired, and that's fine, you know. Whatever. He he made every he made uh, the compound management afraid of a lawsuit, you know, because he wanted to uh, get revenge. He didn't want okay. me to be there. He's he's very big on everybody being on his side. And all this shit, you know. And he, yeah. He made it about a lot more than just a punch. Okay. So in the end, he sort of like got into all this like character assassination and shit like that, and pretty, you know, whatever, obnoxious. But at the same time, I guess I must have really rattled his fucking uh, cage. World. Yeah, it really seemed to change his outlook, and he became very boring talking about it a lot. And like a lot of people were thinking, this is very tedious. Can you talk about something else about this? <laughs> That was what's on his mind. Yeah, that's all he could think about. You know, we could have all moved on. We could have all made up. We could have all still had jobs. But uh, he didn't want it that way, you know. So here we are. Now, Anthony Cumia is in charge of Compound Media. Was he nice about it, the way he let you go? Did, what, it, did he give you any shit? Like, how did it go down? Well, you know, like after I punched Gino, I walked out, I went right to the studio and I was hanging around waiting for Anthony to come in and start his show. And he was a little late. I didn't even know that he was at Sullivan's at the time. So, you know, Ant just kind of like breezed by me, said, don't even talk to me. I'm going to go do the show. And then okay. I, the next time I talked to him, I mean, he was, he fired me and he was uh, very cool about it. He goes, he, didn't he was, want, he didn't want to, he said, I don't want to do this, but. You know, uh, certain okay. factors here, and you know, it's just like something that we've got to do. And like he didn't, he just in and I was and I I could say more, but you know, I don't I don't want to go into too much. Okay. You know, but but he he there were, there were certain things said that I was like, oh, that's okay, good news, you know, whatever. And you know, I got my final check and and all that stuff. It was all fine. Uh, you know, but I did have to leave New York because. You know, without like, uh, there was there was a month. I mean, I I didn't go to censored immediately after uh-huh. that. 
Spencer.tv, where I am now. So I had to kind of, uh, you know, I figured, like, look, I'm not bringing in uh, the paycheck anymore. So, with, you know, if you don't have a paycheck, you can't really stay in Manhattan. Absolutely. It's very pricey. <clears throat> now, yeah. this... So we're having some internet, internet interruptions. I don't know if you just said a last sentence. The place I was going, I was wondering, you had said at Scotty's last night that this is old news now, right? Let's move on. I mean, it happened yeah, in June. Kind of. Yeah, it was June, yeah. Now we're in September, for Christ's sake. Okay. Now. But I'm, you know, at the same time, it's like, I get it's an interesting thing. I mean, like, uh, it's. It, uh, Kevin Brennan told me he's been doing comedy in New York in 30 years. He's never seen a comedian punch another comedian. Ah, yeah. So you're groundbreaking and yeah. jawbreaking, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. I'm still not convinced. Yeah. Last question on this. I wonder if you regret it. If you could go back in time, because you wouldn't have lost the job. If you could go back in time and suck back your fist, would you do it? Nah. Had <laughs> <No>. to done. <laughs> oh, my had goodness. I wouldn't have done it as a considered thing, you know, had, had I taken time. I mean, like, I had found out the thing that made me so angry about 20 minutes before. And, uh -huh. you know, had I, like, had a little lead time on it, you know, maybe it would have been different. But it's like, since it's already happened, everything, I, I like being at Censored.TV. Compound is great also. But I, uh, you know, it's, fuck it, you know? Okay. I mean, like, uh, why not uh, roll with reality? I, I, I try not to have too many regrets or do anything that's too regrettable, and I don't think this falls into that category, you know? Yeah. In the end, uh, I got the girl, and, you know, that's something to be happy about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a little book in this, and not a big book, but there's a book in this. Uh, there's something to be written about this. Okay, so... We've already talked about censored TV, okay? This is where I want to go next. Like, how can people find you and follow you out there on the web? You must have a website, but also, like, social media. What's sure. the best place to get your Pat Dixon news? Well, you see my name there, Pat Dixon, right? And so uh, follow uh, follow me at Pat Dixon on Twitter, at Pat Dixon NYC on Instagram if you want. But, you know, if you want to, like, just a general thing, NYC – NYC Crime Report, right? .locals.com. People can follow me there, and it's free to follow, and you get some entertainment. And uh, if you want to, uh, you know, contribute or be a supporter, which I'm sure you will, right? Then you can uh, you can do that, and then you get everything that I do that goes on there. You know, and I've got a, it's not just crime stuff. It's uh, I got a, a late night show called Late as Fuck. That goes on. That's a great so, title. About people who uh, have sex with dogs and get caught, you know, and that's in the news a lot. It's a uh -huh. lot. I think. I mean, it's one of those things that just gets reported and get talked about too much, but it's called dog fuckers. That's better be late, late as fuck. This better be two a.m. show. Yeah, these shows are are available for uh, you know on demand, and 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 there's a lot of stuff already posted there. I mean, there's plenty of stuff to watch, and I, I it holds a certain standard. I'm very proud of it, and. That's uh, nyccrimereport.locals.com. Now, that's plural. Locals. Locals. Yep. Gotcha. That's okay. right. Okay, now, Pat, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Now, everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their YouTube device at the same time we do here in the studio. So, Pat Dixon, why don't you go ahead and give us that? Celebrity Comedian Countdown. 
Sure, why not? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Is Chef Fresco now? Hey, ladies and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that comedian countdown. This is Erich von Stromhein, the director. He, he's not. He's not directing. No, he's not the director. He is the star, though. He is Gabo. Okay. Well, Gabo's not the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, no. Gabo is. No. It's it. It's um. Arthur Crandall. Ah, oh, I forget. Ollie. Ollie. Uh, Otto. Otto, that's it. Thank you. Right. I'm sorry. Now, I know that I, I took a guess because of Uncle Floyd. Well, I should have known it was Otto because of um, uh, German. You know, what was was there an Otto on Uncle Floyd? I think Floyd had a uh, had Oogie. And Oogie was the puppet. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't he have a puppet pals on the Uncle Floyd show in New Jersey? Um, I don't know. There James was Looney Skip Rooney. Yeah, and then there was. There was like Scott or Keith. There was this big kind of heavy fat guy. Oh, so oh, look at this. Oh, I love a movie that opens up with a guy playing solitaire. You know that's going to be a good hour and a half. Yeah, that's right. It's all. Yeah, what do you do when you're bored? You play solitaire. Prepare, the movie. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and this is gonna suck. And no action. Now this is Mary talking uh, to Gabo. The Gabo the puppet. No, uh, the puppet is Otto. Okay. <clears throat> now, here in New Jersey, we had um, an act, Otto and George. Actually, George was the dummy, not... So when I heard this was Otto, I thought it was really neat. Uh, George passed away, too. Uh, Otto passed away, too. It was Otto and George, and George was the puppet. So I thought that was funny. Oh, that's cool. They've been boyfriend and girlfriend for two years, and... What that tells you is it's 1929, and it's cool to be in a relationship with someone out of wedlock, you know? Oh, right, because this is a pre-code movie. Yes, it was a pre-code movie, but the thing is that it wasn't until the late 40s, early 50s that it that we got real strict with being proper on, t you know, it, in the Roaring Twenties, which this isn't, it's 29, it's after that, but in the Roaring Twenties, like, it was cool to be gay, and it was cool to be smoke pot, and it was cool to, it was like a, a more enlightened time, and you could be in a movie saying, I've been banging this girl who's not my wife for two years now. <laughs> I, I take it back, a hundred years ago, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. 80 years, 70 years, not as much. Now, so you're right. There's one bed in this, and I like I like their apartment. It looks like an apartment. They have the bed in the living room, and or the they, you know there's two rooms. Yeah, what this is supposed to say is they're not impoverished, but you know this is all they could afford in the big city. Now, a big city to the puppet. And yeah, it's responding, and you can see him squeezing the mouth because his hand is not up the the. Puppets took us, right? As they right. say. Right. You see, he's got that lemon thing on the table. He was just holding it and squeezing it, and it makes from air compression, it makes his mouth move. Okay, that explains it. Because it is kind of creepy off the bat that he has a dummy not next to his hand. Right, exactly. Coffee was too hot. Right. Now the yeah, well that's see, that's the thing. Like he he he's being a dick. He's like Where's my coffee? And she goes, it's sitting there. It's been sitting there the whole time. 
Then he goes, he drinks it. He goes, it's cold. And she's like, because it's been sitting there. So he goes, more coffee. And she, she brings it. How is it? He goes, it's too hot. <laughs> you want to listen to him so you hear what Austin Yeah, like? I do. I, as an audience member, I do want to see this show. I want to see the ventriloquist act. What's that? I will That's not impossible. You can do that. Yeah, I could do that. And at the same time, uh-huh. use my voice. Okay, if that was me, I'd just be like, I'd be like, Yeah, I would, I would have the water drool out of my face. Right. <laughs> yeah. I will now drink water and okay. start coughing uncontrollably. Now wait, watch. Mary will drop the tray. Yes. That is fucking inexcusable. She is so fired. Well, that puppet was looking up her dress, picking up skirts. Okay. In this movie, Otto is the cool one, the gentleman who is Mary's... Mary loves Otto. Not literally, but you know what? They're friends. You know what I mean? He's the bad one, and the puppet's the good one. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. The cigarette makes you cough like that because, you know, he's not a smoker. I will know. That's right. I don't smoke. Do you feel okay? What's the problem, Mike? I don't smoke. Have the puppet throw up. All right, I have to do this for the open mic, but that means I have to have a dummy. Who wants oh, you. That? Let's let's get your ventriloquist act ready. Okay, I will drink water and smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Right, while using my voice. Does he say throw? Uh, or I could say using. He says using. But, you know, a ventriloquist throws his voice. That's what how you think of it. Now, in the 1920s, you would be entertained by going to dinner theater, vaudeville, or the movies. And this movie is saying, we're not only will we show you the behind the backstage drama, right? Uh-huh. So as an audience member now, I could see the show and see the drama behind. Now, she is really acting here. Look at her crying. It's like silent movie acting. Yeah, it is. She was a big silent movie star, and so was he. This was the time. This is one of the very first talkies, like really early, like a year into it. We're we're not really going to hear the original audio because, of course, we're going to talk over this movie. But you have watched this movie several times. What do you think for like an early talkie, like as a sound quality? Does it does it has weird? Is it like? No, it's okay. It is crackly. Um, Okay, so I think we're okay. Uh, I just want to tell you that this is in public domain. Hold on. Oh, all right. Let's listen to okay. it all day, every day. The public domain version available on the Internet archives run about 68 minutes. The original film ran 96 minutes, including exit music. A 94-minute public domain version is now available. I think that's this. That's what we're watching, yeah. Okay. Now, next thing I want to say. Let's suppose it wasn't, uh, you know, domain. I mean – it's so old. Do you think they'd come sue us? Like, who owns it? 
And GM, like who's whose radar is it on? Listen, I mean, like there was movies, famous movies from 1929 that no way we could watch them. I mean, Wizard of Oz was what 33, Gone with the Wind. You know, that was what six years, four years from now. You know, so there there were big movies, maybe Wings, the Oscar movie. I don't know. I don't know. I always thought the Beatles was so much better. There was good Wings had good material. Right. Yeah. If it wasn't the Beatles, I wouldn't be listening. I couldn't believe they gave the Academy Award. Yeah. It was a silent. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to show, like, look at her servicing him. Like, she does. She does everything. Look how upset she is. By the way, she was. She did audition for uh, Gone with the Wind, and they didn't pick her. Um, Not for. It's for Belle. What was her name? I have it here. Not Scar- Scarlett O'Hara. No, it wasn't. Um, Belle Watling. I think she was the one who wanted to buy Scarlett's house, and Scarlett chased her away. <laughs> if you remember the film, do you remember the film? The house burned down. Like she, Scarlett should have taken the deal. <laughs> did you not see? No, I did. No, it was. I only ever- watched. Listen, Gone with the Wind. It's like really boring, and then finally the carpetbaggers show up, and I'm like, finally, something I can relate to. It's our team. Yeah. Like, they literally have a bag made out of carpet. (laughs) Okay, listen. The house did not burn down. Tara made it through the Civil War, and Belle Watling now was rich because she was— Tara being the estate name. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was dirt cheap, and it survived. Anyway, it's a weird scene. Like, he comes. We shouldn't be talking about going with the wind during <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. Let's, just, let's dial it back, huh? This is the neighbors, okay? Um, her name is Babe in the movie, and his oh, name okay. is Neighbor. <laughs> in the really? Yeah. Well, in the script, he is credited. At, he's uncredited. He's uncredited. Well, isn't she in the, in the title Picard that we saw at the beginning of the film, place card? Where it said her placard, placard, placard. Yeah, her name was Babe. Yeah, this is Majorie Kane, Majorie Kane, Majorie Kane. Uh, She was an American film stage actress born in Chicago. Appeared in more than sixty films between twenty nine and fifty one, occasionally under the name Babe Kane. Um, and that's what she is in this film, Babe. Now the the boyfriend there is just called Neighbor. Um. He's, yeah, man. Pre-code, you could fuck your neighbor, no problem. <laughs> okay, he was in on the wonder on the waterfront in 1954. Um, he was prolific, and he was on Perry. What? Uh, no, he wasn't on Perry. On the waterfront, was he like? Did he have a wool cap? I think I'm trying to recognize him. <laughs> yeah, did he testify? He, Don't he, testify. He chilly day, and he was yeah, yeah all the Right, right, because he was on the pier, right? He was walking on the pier. He was working on the pier, and it was really this chilly. Is a, this is a heartbreaking scene. She is just, like, fed up. I mean, he's just being such an asshole. How does he hold that monocle like that? That's always bothered me. He's German. But does it just stick there? Do you have, like, No, yeah. Grouchy, grouchy. It holds it in place. I am a grouch! All those, all those consonants uh, help help keep the uh, glass in place. So wow, clapper! He's really leaving. He still has a security tag on it. Well, she's going to return it tomorrow. 
How's she gonna walk through the doors with the tag on it though? She's oh, the... you mean security? Like when you go? I thought you just met the tags. The yeah. little tag there, yeah. He walked out and they went whoop whoop whoop, and she <laughs> fucking ran. <laughs> fucking worked. It was 1929. I'll see you, Otto. Yeah, well, she is. I mean, you're the only human thing. He's the only human thing about you, Gabo. You're gonna like me. Sorry, that's the Simpsons Gabo episode. Like, it's this is the reason why we're watching this movie is because of the, when Gabo yeah. came and took over daytime kids show. Now they got it. You know, it wasn't this movie and it wasn't the character of the puppet. They did their own thing. Right, but it was definitely based on this movie. It, what a weird yes, coincidence! It has to be. Yeah. It's Arthur Crandall. Hello, I'm Gabo, and he goes, and I'm Arthur Crandall. <laughs> and not not uh the great gabo yeah that's right, right. The puppet's name was gabo and yeah i know and and then otto and george uh otto you've heard of otto and george i've heard of otto and george i didn't realize he passed away so your yeah. your ventriloquist act should be otto and george and then you strike through the name right and then you write carl and puppet name <laughs> carl and puppet how about carl and puppet Carl and his puppet pals. How am I gonna do this, man? I don't want to do it. I have to buy a dummy. I guess I should just buy some kind of. Don't you have like I I if you watch us on YouTube, you'll you'll see our background. I see a closet behind you with boxes. There has to be like a doll, <laughs> right? Like an American doll. Are you gonna go back in there? You must. Here, just ask. Ventriloquist dummy, are you here? Yes, Carl, I'm in the box. Liberate me. Carl, Carl, I can't breathe. Get me out of the box. Carl, Carl, I think the mailman's looking at you funny, Carl. <laughs> Man, your ventriloquist dummy is a little creepy. Yeah, just a little creepy. He's um, He watches me at night. That's why I haven't jerked off in years, man. Oof. You don't mind that your grandparents are watching you watch the from heaven. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. You got a shoe and a sock and a shirt. <laughs> Carl Reebok. Hi, uh, Reebok. Hi, Van. What shoes talk? I give up, Van. What shoes talk? Converse. <laughs> I will now drink water as I throw my voice. <laughs> so what did you decide you would do about it? <laughs> I will now smoke a cigarette <laughs> while throwing my voice. Okay. Carl and Puppet. Carl and Converse. Well, I... <coughs> I... <coughs> Oh, one more. Carl and Kicks. I'll be here all week. Carl and Kicks. And that'll be the shoot. Okay. I, I'm going to 
I'm blowing it. Uh, All right. He's okay. She's gone now. It's You're her. Not blowing it. That was fantastic. You didn't call call her bluff. Look at him smoking. That makes me think of. <laughs> so go ahead. It's public domain. Let's listen. Oh yeah, let's listen. Okay, fair enough. Because the auto is going to talk to Gabo. Now look, he does have the pump. But Otto's moving his little head. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it could be up, you know, he could be doing both things. It could be in his palm. Right. I don't think so. You don't think so? Have you? You had told me that it because you thought it was a, like a murder movie, right? Right. And so I thought that. So I start watching it, and I'm waiting. Okay, once again, the neighbors are being nosy. The girl left. They're not neighbors. They're backstage, you know. Stressing. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're entertainers. They're not audience members like us. No, they're entertainers. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't mean to say it that way, Carl. Of course you're, of course yeah. you're a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hey, Carl. I throw my voice while, <laughs> while giving a BJ. Ow! See, I don't even want to make that joke. Ugh. You would have to get a dildo. Here, let, hear me out. Ew, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Oh, my God. Just to, uh, uh, Commitment to the bit. I, <laughs> no, I abandoned this bit. Hey, what if it was the dummies, PP? Right? Well, I, I will now throw my voice. Well, it's like I'm the death if I would say, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Make him. That's funny. Make him. <laughs> the puppet starts voting. Why you have his dick in your mouth? Let me just try giving a BJ. I don't even want to make that joke because everybody acts like that. First off, if you actually acted it out, it'd be the most explicit thing you've ever done. So I like how you write it down as BJ. And when in <laughs> fact you would actually if you committed. No, I would call it BJ on and now I don't have to really do it because I can just put my head in the lap. So I don't really have oh, to right. That's an indelible image. I'm not I, I think it will burn in everyone. No one can like unwash their eyes. I'm not going to unsee it, I should say. Okay, now he's going through all the things that she did, and now she's gone. Go ahead, keep listening. No okay. one's going to sue you, I swear to God. Yeah, but I like us talking, too. Like, I can't we'll hit you. Both. We'll talk right over him. Okay. Rudely. All right, rude. Now, see, he is squeezing it the whole time. Yeah. Is he really throwing his voice, this talented director slash actor? I don't think so, because this is a movie, and this guy was a big deal. He did directing. He kind of got beat down by Hollywood and went backwards to acting again. Sure, you know uh, Sunset Boulevard. He doesn't have a scar, by the way, even though uh, this guy who shouldn't have one don't. Let's see. No, he doesn't have a star. 
Well, about that one. There was a, I, saw, I finally saw the Donald Trump star on, on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, okay. And I knew it was his because they had four like safety cones surrounding the square and they had a black tarp covering it. Like not then, so you wouldn't Yeah, and then they had it. they had tape on the four cones as well, so you can't and then someone had left Cheetos on the tarp. So I knew that had to be his, right? <laughs> Who would leave Cheetos on the ground on Hollywood Boulevard like that? <laughs> That's a great idea to like in, come bring some flowers and like lots of Cheetos and yeah. You know. Look at the scar on Gobble's yeah. forehead, man. Well, so he was famous for it. He's in Sunset Boulevard. He plays the butler to Gloria Swanson, and that's part of the in joke is that this famous director is now you know you can imagine it's the director himself. Oh, hey, it's the honeymooners. Yeah. It's the neighbors, but now they're at their home apartment. And they like variety. Could you turn the sound back up? And they like to squabble. It's it's 1929 and he's reading Variety. Variety is 93 years old. Yeah. Yeah. What we're establishing now is Gabo Patterson become successful. He's going to be a big star. So these are bitter New Jersey comics. Pavilions. I guess so. They um, perform in Patterson. Okay. John Hamilton, the guy who you see there just named Neighbor Uncredited. Yeah. Dies, he was born in New York City, but he dies in Paramus, New Jersey. Age 73. Wow. Well, they're in Patterson right now. Are they really? He keeps talking about Patterson. Maybe maybe they live in Manhattan and they commute, reverse commute. Yeah, you know what? That's right. I see it right there in the uh, captions. Holy shit. It's not mentioned in the movie Patterson. <clears throat> Did you ever see the movie Patterson about a poet named Patterson? Uh, who, no. He's a bus, mm-hmm. He was a bus driver in Patterson. Was it, it was named after a poet, right? No, it was named after William Patterson, a colonial figure, a landowner. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and there's William Patterson University. It's, uh, yeah, no, he's uh... He's famous for owning land. I'm not sure. He was a colonial times guy. He was a big deal and owned a lot of land in New Jersey, so they called lots of places West Patterson and Patterson. And... Now... He's like a big deal now, famous. And what this weird thing's gonna happen? This movie is now gonna become a, a musical play. Okay, can we can we bring up our our favorite part of every movie that takes place in a nightclub? Is this a real place? Or yeah. is this some movie fake place? It seems kind of more realish, right? They got the. The weird car going up and the ballet up front. <laughs> I guess. I don't think, Carl, will we enjoy ourselves? Like, Well, maybe both? this is just a restaurant. It's not a nightclub. And they just have inner... Look at that teensy, teensy table. Well, that's because they're not wearing tuxedos. They got banished to the suit section. Now, look at their total 1920s dress. And it's genuinely yeah. authentic. It's not like this is some... Yeah, and that's some retro. Like her hat. Her hat yeah. like, it go- it looks like a gumdrop. Both of them. It's awesome. Could you see yourself living in this time? It's just fashion, after all. People are still people. 
but you know my thing is like for entertainment so you and i would go out we would put on tuxedos mm-hmm. we would go to a restaurant and we would have like suave with sherry yes, yes. oh i see they're doing a shtick and everyone's watching right and the thing is <clears throat> people think he's wacky but we know he really it's a living creature to him somehow <laughs> He's got the thing in his hand, lady. <laughs> when you pull his dick, oh, <laughs> when you grab his nuts, oh, <laughs> what's up with that weird? Like, um, lukewarm reviews, and it did okay. Um, He's having tea, or no, brandy, an aperitif. Yes, he's got the sugar cube, like a whole tray of them. Yeah, yeah. he's flicking his ashes on the floor. Or am I wrong? Is there? Yeah. No, he's just, he does no respect. They're so flappery. Yeah, I know. What I love about it is it's authentic. Yeah. That's when, the dude. That's the cut of his uh, lapel. His collar. Yeah, the lapel. The collar. I've never seen a collar like that in a while. Now, it's weird, like, when you see a, this is America, Patterson, New Jersey, and New York City, but it's so long ago that it's a different country. It's a different culture. If we would go out, right, and we would go to a restaurant, and we would wear tuxedos, and we would have squab and lobster and caviar, right, and whatever weird food you ate, and then a band would play, and we would stop our conversation, and we would turn, or maybe a celebrity is having a joke with the waiter, and we we list eavesdrop to the ventriloquist <laughs> and uh i don't understand it's like people are singing or people are eating while you're singing oh yes walk away oh but except you're right that is the shtick they're doing and it was pretty funny did you see this you didn't right i watched a little of it i watched enough of it to, to get a sense of it but i didn't get to the end so our, our, you know, Gabo himself, the actor, got, like, re- good reviews. But it didn't really help his career or something. Um, the negative reviews called him Aaron Von Showoff. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was produced and directed by this game, guy named James Cruz, and he's married to Mary in our movie in real nice. life. Um, he was mostly about silent films as an actor and a director. He did a lot of work with Fatty Arbuckle. He worked with Will Rogers. Wow. <clears throat> now, he also did this film, Mannequin 26, that I think you talk about, right? Mannequin? Wait, you're talking about Mannequin? 1926, yeah. Oh, all right. I thought you said Mannequin 1985. Oh, oh, oh okay. And Mannequin 2 on the move. Didn't you say there was another murder one? In yeah. Mannequin... We watched the Mannequin Murder movie from the 20s, didn't we? Like, they come alive or some shit like that. Well, it was... I don't think I was part of that. No, I, I think you were part that. of it. No, I, I think that was one of those public domain films. Okay, so mannequins came to life and killed people? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, you think... One, two, three. Oh, wait, is he going to sing a lollipop song? Yeah. Here we go. He just missed it. He just finished it? Yes. 
I don't sure know fucking up. I threw some salt for look. He is superstitious. Threw salt. Yeah, <clears throat> and when like, wow, look, she's giving him the eye. Right, he's giving yeah. his eye back. Did I? Yeah. That eye. What his monocle eye? Yeah. Oh, wow. So. Uh, well, right. of course, whatever. Everyone else is trying to eat dinner, but sure, whatever. So, this is the only thing I noticed is this background noise. It's like, this is ambience. So, if, if, uh, this topic can. Look, But there's no microphone at the dummy's table. So, when people are eavesdropping, it's yeah. dead silent. But then when the stick is over, you hear the ambient noise in the background, and it's fucking loud. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he's yeah. obviously mic'd up. Yeah, or, you know, there's just a movie, and they do it that way. But So Mary got fed up. She walked out. Two more years passed, in which time Gabo became famous. Now they're bumping into Mary again. Okay? What's, now what's Mary turn doing? up the sound. Oh, caviar and lobster, eh? You're doing quite well for yourself, Gabo. Of course I am. See, people are still listening to this conversation. Well, they shouldn't at this point because it's personal. He's saying, yeah. I miss you. I really miss you. I went to a restaurant and there was a talking dummy. I couldn't stop staring at it. Now, this director, James Cruz, right, he married yeah. her, and they, they divorced in a couple of years, but very little is known about his childhood that's, like, for real, because every time he ever had an interview, he told a totally different lie about Interesting. Yeah. So, when the silent era was over, he pretty much got into trouble. You know, his career declined. And he became much more of an alcoholic. I heard you sneak off the sound, you. He became an alcoholic. And it ended his directing career. Wow. The last four years of his life, he was unemployed. And he killed himself in 1942. What? He was only 58 years old. Wow. But, but then I've got this report that said he died at his Hollywood home after a long illness. So well, what is it? No, well, three places say he killed himself. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe what this one place, what it means is he was kind of sick, and that's what really happened. You know, he or he drank himself to death or something horrible. Gotcha. Oh, did they leave the puppet? Yeah, yeah. This, Buddy's going to pick it up. I'll, I'll keep the sound on more than usual. I just want to make sure that it doesn't over, the sound doesn't bleed out of the studio. Us. Yeah. And uh, people oh. hear it on the street. Okay, okay. I don't um, need anyone I don't need anyone entering the studio while we do this. Yes, I understand. So Okay, well that's his story and what he did a mil million films, but Fatty Arbuckle films, that's the ones you would know him for. <clears throat> As an actor, he did a million films, but you would only recognize The Last of the Mohegans, Robin Hood and Dr. And Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I think you only recognize him because they're books, you know? Right. Well, I remember when Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, he played Anne. 
Keyblade hand. Right, yeah, middle guy. Okay. High. Now, now we're audience members. Yes, we're audience members now. And we will watch an entire fucking musical play. And this is where the, like, what's the purpose of this song? Okay, so we just got our tuxedos on. We just had dinner where we couldn't talk because there was a show going on. And I couldn't look at my phone because <laughs> the band was playing. And then I danced. And then I had a couple of aperitifs with 36 sugar cubes. Then we went, to, we went over to Broadway to watch a, a variety show. Right. Now, this is Frank. Now, I don't think this is Mary. Is it Mary? I'm not is sure. Is it a neighbor? Is it Babe? Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that's it, because it really doesn't look like Mary. But that is Frank. Frank, we will find out, is married to Mary. When Mary left two years ago, he went right into the arms of a man. And she said, I will marry you. And she got married. He's you know grown what? to love him. Right. You know what uh, uh, the great Gabo said when he found out Frank married uh, what? her? What? He goes, Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to do Run DMC's Mary, Mary. Why are you bugging? Right. I, but I don't remember. The, it's been like 40 years. I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. I can hardly remember. I remember my Adidas and yeah. King of Rock. King of Rock, there is none higher. I remember. I know. I remember a lot of Run DMC songs. Well, the best one is You Talk Too Much with uh, Channel 9. Shut up. The video has uh, Lloyd Lindsay Young on it from <laughs> yeah. Channel 9 from the 80s. Hello, we fucking. <laughs> oh, boy, you talk too much. There's his face. <laughs> I'm sorry. So they're, they're what, on the verse four? It's tricky. It's tricky. It's to rap on, uh, rap. see, I can't even do it, to, to rhyme um, on time. It's tricky to rock around. Rock a rhyme? No. To rock, rock a, a rhyme that's right on time. It's tricky. How yeah, is you, it? You know, it's tricky, tricky. Ooh, legs. I'll never get tired of this, Carl. <laughs> this girl named Carol <laughs> rocks Daryl. He's got like, oh, wow. God, I'm so glad we went to this show. We are now audience members for a yeah. musical theater night. This is yeah. like we're too cheap to go to a theater. We have to go to the movie house instead to experience a recording of it. But la, this band. La, la, look at my vagina. Vagina. Because it's your vagina dresses. Here we go. Clam. Clam. So the whole bit is that these men are waiting to walk in between them, and then you go, wow, different costumes. I what? What's going on behind here? <gasps> it's a spe spectacular. It's in black and white. Yeah, nice contrast against the black curtain, too. There is something funny about that black and white bit. There was a bit in color, then, and I think it's lost forever. Here it is. Oh. Um, we are now going to watch it every now and then. I'm in love with you. The new step, Web of Love. And now there's a, film, uh, there's a missing song called The Gaga Bird. Which they filmed in color. Yeah, because isn't there like a multicolor credit, like shot in multicolor or something on the credit? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is, and it was. Um, let's see. The footage from the dance sequences were reused in a different music from the the girl from Calgary in 1932. So they did a little recycling of this footage. 
Oh, here we go. We have loved you. Two and two is three. No, is this Lee's company? Wow, look at those legs. I never get tired of this, Carl. Now, there's a tagline in the advertising that was all dialogue, singing, dancing, and dramatic spectacle. And that's where we're going to just fuck off Gabo for about, you know, like 15-minute chunks, 45, 30-minute. I mean, we're just going to watch a musical. Okay, here we'll have a little backstage plot. I, you, you're absolutely right that this is what they wore. They These are the curtains that they have. Look at those yeah. curtains. Those They're curtains. fucking, yeah. It's like watching an 80s movie and go, or a 70s film and going, whoa. Yeah. You yeah. never could recreate that. All top hats. Okay, I don't... The opening credits mention color sequences by multicolor, but those sequences yeah. are now either lost or have survived only in black or white form. Multicolor, based on the earlier Prismacolor process, went out of business in Whoa. 32. Look at those flat asses. Well, actually, we saw their butts. Whoa! Holy... Whoa! That was actually... Still flat asses, I gotta, I'm going to have to well, say. Yeah, well, because they do a lot of sitting and waiting for their turn. And right. then when it's their turn, they run up there and show their flat ass. Carl, this is great. I can't wait for this bit to end. This is great. As soon as that last person leaves, oh, it almost. Uh, all right. Why? I think it's that the orchestra bombasts you in the audience, and you're like, "Whoa!" And then they could do anything on stage. Yes. Like, check out our legs. <laughs> check it out again. Oh, here we go. Now we have the backstage drama and the oversized well, dressing room. Because Frank is going to be jealous. Why don't you turn up the sound? Wow, where'd you get these flowers, huh? Gabo sent them. I don't want you to have anything to do with that swell-headed nut. Kissing your hand. Bowing down. Mwah. Mwah. And all that jealous. Jealous. Jesus. Oh, go ahead and mute. If you got to mute for, for neighbors, I understand what you're doing. Well, I'm definitely, I, I'm ready to unmute. I got it in the system. But so, all right, so here's my beef about these kind of movies. What am I in this movie? Am I a fly on the wall where I get to see the backstage drama? Am I? It feels like you know the, they make these movies that you can't be a fly on the wall. So you have this enhanced experience as an audience member. You get to literally sit in the uh, in the theater, right? Watch the full show and then find out the Muppet Show drama behind stage. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Muppet Show. But it's like I, I never. I think this idea of like performers are interesting or the backstage drama is interesting. Yeah. Maybe not anymore. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, then why do I have to watch the show, too? <laughs> and you will in this movie, man. They're going to torture us with musical numbers. Really? Right? They're going to just fill up the fill the clock? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It'll be like seven-minute segments. Look, I don't know whose idea this – well, I guess I do know whose idea it was. It Listen, was Cruz's it was, idea. Hey, but... baby, I'm going to take you out to dinner, entertainment, uh, theater, show, and the movie. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Cruz's wife. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be movie. a night on the town. Baby. Night on the town. Two tickets for this film. A film? Yeah, it's got theater scenes in it. What's with the sword, Jeepers? The oh, Rocky guess what? Episode. In real life, when he came here from Ellis Island, listen, this guy. Look, yeah. I like him. I like him in his life. He did a lot of good work, and he I brought authenticity movies. to movies. He's got super, super famous in France, and when they died, like a whole group of artists, you know, fawned 
But he was in German, in Austria, and he was in the military, and he just fucking ran away. He just went AWOL, got on a boat and went to America. And when he arrived at Ellis Island, he said, I am Baron von blah, blah, blah. He pretended he was nobility. And he got into um, Ellis Island Records that he is nobility. His first job was a traveling salesman. I mean, he was not nobility. Right, no, yeah. So he was a bit of a skunk. We watched a movie, Carl, and I know you would remember this, a silent film where the director was so pompous, he threw like a Vaughn in the middle of his name. Right, make, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. The Staircase People. What film was that? It was like on the rooftops of uh, Hell's Kitchen. Remember they were down and out and they had a ladder against the wall and they were going to climb the ladder and it was symbolic. That makes me think of... Um... Some people call me Maurice. What was that film? Ooh, we saw? Uh, the Pompatus of Love. But I know you can't yes, be talking right. about that. That's no, too no, long. no. No, this was, this was a black and white film. You did really good research on it. But okay. I always think of like this guy must have been inspired by Eric von Strongheim. Right, he, right, right. Eric von He he's a famous director. And I've probably seen a couple of his films. I just know him from Sunset Boulevard and, uh, as, and more of his oversized story because. Yeah. Yeah, he he's always a cautionary tale, or he was always as an example. But he seems a lot more complicated. I don't know if he was a dick on stage. A lot of these early directors were like just abusive yeah. jerks, mm -hmm. putting on these epics without uh, any kind of you know standards that we have now. Not not moral standards, but just like a no, like, like safety. Yeah. Um, remember we we were watching the general, and he put that woman in a sack, and she yeah. got married and thrown onto the train yeah we just last week we watched uh honor blackman get pulled off a boat mm -hmm. by by a crane and uh green grows the rushes now oh there are God. several times in this movie where somebody flubs the line um and it just got left in like they did not reshoot well that would have been me unfortunately i would have been like Ah, oh my god, you look great in that dress. I mean, and uh, how's the weather? How are you doing? Uh, well, the thing is, in Fish Burgers, I kept every flub. It was very rare, like once or twice, I was like, you got to do that again. Oh, so I could get like, a flub in? Yeah. I yeah. mean, well, like, like I remember you walk in to show Dave, Ken Dave Kennedy his bed tonight was going to be at the tub. Yeah, that's go, right. It's a warm, you know, like, and you, you, you mentioned so that before. I... Yeah, it's gold. That is gold. Look how it says Gabo in like yeah, diamond encrusted. That's like on The Simpsons when they had the TV show. Yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Otto, I heard you went down the wrong way of a one-way street. <laughs> yes, but I was going one way. Otto, <laughs> did you way. see the arrows? Yes. Arrows. I didn't see the Indians. That's the line. <laughs> I didn't know it was a one-way street at first. Why not? What did you think it <laughs> was? Oh, I thought it was that street only way. Otto. Oh. You're a bad boy. You are such a dummy. Of course I yes. am. Why, of course. Thank you, Captain Obvious. 
but your knee is really pointy. <laughs> All right. Prong up my butt. <laughs> For this next piece, I will shoot heroin while throwing my voice. Oh, I hate when he shoots heroin. <laughs> it's a oh oh god oh jeez oh. Oh, he's riding his horse. He's riding. Oh, as he does this every night, ladies and gentlemen. I so, hate with. Can you imagine, like, um, they'd be sitting in the chair just like they are now, but with that forward, sleepy droop that you see the heroin people have. <laughs> right. He's kind of half hard. But every time, like, he gets, uh, he gets a high of the puppet kind of again the puppet has to moan. <laughs> that's that's a Carl and Kicks. Now we're doing funny jokes and Well sure, let's hear a couple jokes. And this sounds like cute music. Oh stops it just stops like cold. <laughs> First talkies. Yeah, look at this. It stops. It's so cheap. Wow, it's really awkward now. The audience has left. Yeah. I put you here. Now. You know who's. Yeah. The mouth is still going to move, and he can't have that. Oh, yes, he does have it. Okay. Yeah, he has it. Okay. Like in that movie Magic with uh, Sir, what's his face? Uh, haunting. Uh, what's his name? The guy from Transformers. Uh, Anthony Perkins. No, not Anthony Perkins. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Remember yeah, he was yeah. in Transformers in the last no. one? No, oh, I classic, didn't see classic. It. Yeah, he was he you could see the check being cashed in his head when he speaks. It's just like <laughs> this amazing performance. Anyway, he was known for a movie where he was a ventriloquist and the dummy is even what the fuck's going on? What's he pulling out of his mouth? Like in magic, a magician pulls out the the um forever um and while I throw my voice. Right. I'm going, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pull hosiery out of my mouth when I speak. What is the word I'm looking for? Scarves? You know, the... Scarves, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of colonials. Courtesy of Mr. William Patterson. <laughs> That's right. Ew, it's Brautwurst. It's, it's sausage, and he's going to eat it with his hands. What's wrong with that? Well, I'm not in public. I, I would like. I, I would be in the back row of the theater, not on stage, when I had to eat sausage. Now he's doing a song now. A stick is like he's eating a full meal. Man, what do they pay him? Meals? They pay, yeah, right. They pay him. He's eating lobster. He's eating uh, uh, caviar. He's eating uh, 
bratwurst. Rutenwald. Now, this was based on a short story called The Rival Dummy um, in 1928. There was some short story named The Rival Dummy. And some of these songs were like on the radio as a result of the film. So do they credit it or they just stole it? They credit. Oh, okay. Um, songs by Lynn Cohen, Paul Titsworth, Donald McNeeny, and Zaney. You wouldn't know. They're not from the 20s, you know. Gotta take a walk across the stage while I pantomiming walking. As you sit in the audience saying, what the fuck? Why did I pay 30 bucks for this? I'm taking a walk. <laughs> Now, Mary comes in and sees what a mess the place is, and she cleans it up. And she does some things that are like she used to when um, they were together. And this is going to make this is going to make Gabo think he's got a shot again with Mary. The, there's a big unfair reveal. I mean, she when they sat down at the table. Right. at the restaurant or nightclub, whatever it was. She should have said, hi, it's been two years. I got married. Right. She didn't say that. <clears throat> I want to be frank with you. Frank. Yeah. Gabo, Gabo, Frank. Oh, his coffee is ice cold. You. Well, no, that's not true. I wanted Frank to be frank with me. And as a result, there's Frank. What are you doing in his dressing room? Oh, oh, just masturbating. Yeah. It his smells like pine salt. What's going on? I was smelling his socks and masturbating. This is like the, the dressing room looks like apartment building. How big is the theater? Um, That's a good point. The backstage does seem endless. And yeah. it's, they walk hallways and there are chambers. There's like nobody in the audience hears them backstage. They're like in a different wing. Yeah. And and you can see like magazines and, and um Oh yeah, you need magazines in the dressing chairs. room. Right. Yeah. And okay. Here's up, what there's I can... wardrobe, a whole nother section of town. Yeah. Everyone get naked. Yeah. This is an R rated Hollywood. Hollywood movie. Wow, Guys, in Hollywood. Great. Oh yes, everyone they're gonna get take off their clothes. Wait a minute. No, 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 don't put clothes on. Wait a minute. What part of the audience? I, I like being the Pee Pee Town audience member. All right. Now it's going to happen again. Trump. We're going to watch oh. all. Well, look at those typical stairs. You know what? Because they all do the can can and they like, how else can we show our legs? Let's walk up the stairs. <laughs> oh, oh. Now there's Mary doing her. She's singing to her husband, director right. uh, Frank. Now remember, she is married to our director. Right. So maybe this is a film about their experience. Like, back off, you ventriloquist fuck. She's marrying me. <laughs> I'm in love with you, and back I like off, to stroll. Back off, you ventriloquist fuck. She's marrying me. <laughs> <laughs> that was your line. We're going to put that in the pilot. <laughs> okay, it's called Gabble, right? So, yeah, but then suddenly the people in the back will be like, boo, boo. I don't agree with that guy. How could you say that about that terrific ventriloquist? <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of great things about that ventriloquist. Guys, who said that? Oh, so he's jealous now. 
Well, who's is the puppet gonna get jealous? The puppet's gonna twitch his eye. Uh, yes. No, 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 no. The puppet's cool. He's always cool. It's it's Gabo. Gabo's the Gabo. Mm. Now, Frank. So was that for the audience? Like, did I know that she was singing to Gabo, to Otto? No, because no, no. I'm in the audience. Right. And and this isn't a typical audience. Like that's from the balcony. Actually, that shot was probably from the balcony, right? Yeah. We're all wearing suits. Let's all get up and dance to a song that was a hit before your mother was born. Oh, they're talking about this song. No, well, um, that was in Magic Bus. That's not what it was called. Magical, oh, the Mystery, Magical Tour. Mystery Tour. They oh. they come down the stairs and they're in tuxedos. Yeah, I remember. I remember that movie. That movie was uh, a surprise as a young Beatle fan. Because you're be, like, yeah. Yeah, that would be great if it was on YouTube, if any of them were. Oh, yeah. Oh, if any of them were. I, so the album had, like, pictures from the, the film, like, in yes. the gatefold. And you go, what? Whoa. And then when you see the movie, when you actually see the moving images, you're like, what kind of self-crazy indulgence is this shit? Like, it's <laughs> it's fun. It's definitely fun, but it's... Uh, you remember they went to get um, fish and chips? And they were in the regular store of England. Yeah. All I, all I remember is I'm eating a lot of spaghetti and meatballs. Like this guy was like. And the Beatles were there. Yeah. I, we're watching this film though. Oh. Now we're having more jealousy. Where are you? You're going. Hey, where are you walking? Carl and I paid 40 bucks to sit in the audience watching you walk back and forth. <laughs> we're going to see. Throughout this whole rest of this film, we're going to watch this musical play. We're going and up, then, and up and down and down and up and I up. Know. I'm looking at the women for the last hour and a half. I feel really awful about myself. Look how <laughs> out of focus and bad this foot, that footage was we just saw. Yeah, you know, this uh, 1080 transfer looks great, though. Yeah, it really does. And the sound yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, it's a good, good, good YouTube. Oh, wow, this is so exciting. Whoa, it's like they have their topless. They had microphones. Video. They had microphones back in 1929, right? It wasn't this yes. thing where the politician had to like yell out of a, no, a, a cone. paper cone. That was definitely like 1911, 1910. Okay. But no, like at the football. Yeah. Gym. Yeah, no. No, there were microphones because there was radio. Right. It was... Okay. Good old Edison. It's a weird thing about a microphone. It's like we're not, we didn't really invent it as much as we discovered. And just like you talk into a magnetic field that is electrified and that makes, that breaks the magnetic field from your talking. And that is, there's a wire behind it and it just goes into it. And then on the other side, you have a cone, and this the it just vibrates the way it vibrated over there. We didn't invent it. It was like we figured it out. Wait, I figured it out. Are you wearing a wire? <laughs> you have to tell me I asked. Come on, man. Come, Come on. on. How could you ask me that, Michael? We've been hey, partners. We've since... been watching bad movies for the last six years. What makes you think I've been wearing a wire? We were watching bad movies in the academy. 
And you yeah, that's back in the academy. We were, like, we were a rookie uh, commentator. I think he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to talk to my left nipple. <laughs> testing, testing. Oh, hi, Mike. One second. <laughs> testing. Oh, hey, what's up, buddy? You have that heroin? <laughs> Where is the heroin that you funded? Where's the heroin that you funded? Hang on one sec. Memo to self. Pick up dry cleaners. Um... <laughs> Whoa. Now they're walking. I mean, the dancing is pretty Moon good. Moonwalking. They're Michael Jackson's. Yeah, I mean, this is like a big production. You got at least 50 dancers on stage. Look how bad they are. The Busby Berkeley would at least have the camera go over the people. And then when they dance, they make like interesting designs yes this is um much better was um uh the mick jagger film we saw and they were doing the musical <laughs> number it's new york street yeah oh he he the camera moved in that movie running out of luck did you see that weird film fuck up we saw yeah it's kind of cool it's kind of soothing to the eyes it's, it's like kind of like time warp happened you know, if you went back, I'm serious. If you went back to this time all of a sudden, you wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. Like, it's such a different culture. But why, why is walking around stage for the parasol with your love, like, entertaining? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now. Oh. He comes home and he sees, like, the thing is laid out for them and the shoes are there and... Mary's here, was here. It still looks like a... Mary, Mary, I need your love. There's something the... about Mary. Yeah, which I never heard the original song. I just saw the movie. The original song? At the end, they do... Um... Fill me up, Buttercup. Right. Is that... I was... There is some Mary song. I don't know. My brain's a little broke right now. Well, right now it says. Uh, Let's listen if it's not if it's not too loud because they're talking about how nice it is to have her back. Oh, and the coffee's just nice. right. Right, perfect. He poured it like an hour ago. Where did where did she brew it? Great question. It must have been in the uh, the coffee commissary of the backstage. <laughs> yeah. You know, if they offered these anemones in the front of the theater, they probably wouldn't have folded. Anemones. <laughs> oh, she left my needle just the way I like it. Filthy. So this guy was born in Austria. Um, I think Vienna. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Uh, his 1924 film Greed uh, is considered yes. one of the finest and most important films ever made. San Francisco movie too. Yeah, and it was even though it was a period piece, they filmed it in like with modern. You could see cars, modern San yeah. Francisco. Well, even so it's it's uh, like a yeah, it's a six-hour film. I, TCM aired like a big version of it, but it wasn't like the full on. It was maybe in four hours, but. He's his dentist, and him and his wife are like schemers. And he has an office on Polk, Polk Street. It has a big uh, tooth hanging out. And there's actually a bar that's named after it. It has a tooth. Uh, 
on Polk Street. And, and but uh, I don't know. It has this great scheme, but it's the ending. The last scene is is in dead. Uh, Basically, he, he before he dies, he handcuffs himself to his adversary. No, his adversary handcuffs oh. himself and dies. Okay. And he, so he's like, he's greed. His, you know, to the point where he's like handcuffed to a dead body. You know, <laughs> like then uh, I actually saw a movie, Drug War, Johnny Toe. You know, the guy who. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did the mission. The mission. He, he did a film, Drug War, where he ripped off the end of uh, Greed, where. Oh. So it's a cat and mouse, you know, there's a cop and there's a criminal. And basically the criminal is about to get what he has and he's handcuffed to the cop. No, and they realize that the cop handcuffed him, fucking him over, and he looks at the dead body and the dead body is smiling. That's the touch <laughs> the director added. He made the dead body smile. <laughs> Very <laughs> so yeah. And I guess good for the film. Good for the film, yeah. It's a good denouncement, you know. So I that's what I like about films, uh, directors that take other stuff and add to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Except for Tarantino. Fuck that guy. You, have you been listening to his podcast, Carl? No! <laughs> have you been annoying yourself for 45 minutes a day? Well, that is if you listen to the podcast uh, every 45 minutes once a day. How long is it? Two and a half hours, maybe. Oh like, my God, that'd be no, like, Well, hang on. So there's a he. He owns the New Beverly, which is uh, now that I've been living in Los Angeles, I've been checking out, and they have their own podcast, and their own podcast is two and a half hours. His podcast is could be like maybe two hours, but maybe ninety minutes. I think they. It's a it's a very professional job. But they don't. Okay. Oh, so he's. Uh, it's not like our show where we're just. But our well, show, we have a reason. She's being cutesy cutesy. She sounds like Betty Boop, seriously. It's the flapper thing. Now that's a real New York accent, like Long Island almost. Yeah. Look at that flapper. We're just watching a moose news. Well, again, if we're in the audience. If we're in the oh, I like this show. I'm getting hypnotized. Five stars. I give the show five stars. What a big production this is, man. We're wearing costumes. Da, da, da. Like they're just dancing, wearing costumes, and walking around. Like I, the dance now, is Greed, excellent. Greed was eight hours, by the way, at first. Wow. And then All they right. cut it down to four. That's and the version I, I saw. The, so, like, this studio wouldn't take. Then they made it into two two-hour reels, and then it was cut down even further to a two-hour. And Stroheim hated that version. It's like, you know, so he would have clashes with Hollywood bosses over budget and workers' rights, and he would go way over budget. So he found it hard to find work as a director. He became a well-respected character actor, particularly in French cinema. Huh. Oh. He, he died of prostate cancer in France in 57 at the age of 71. Beloved by Parisian neo-surrealists known as letterists, he was honored by letterist Maurice Lemaire in a 70-minute 1979 film titled Eric von Strahan. Wow, and I also realized the lyrics to, to Run DMC is Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? Mary, Mary, I need your hugging. So I, I did get it wrong. <laughs> oh, I learned a lot about everything. 
Hey, now everybody's on the stage. Go with the successes, Dad. Don't take our milk duds. You're on the honor system. <laughs> I hope I get it. I hope I get it. Wow, they got to call Is Gabo done? Tricky. Run DMC. Oh, you can do his tricky? I would, I'm interested. I <laughs> Rhyme on time. Okay. Now he's making arrangements at a restaurant where he's going to wow uh, Mary and win her back. It's like this diner culture. Before phones, man, you would have to uh, use a rotary phone. And then you would yeah. also... If we went back in time, we wouldn't know how to make a phone call. We wouldn't know how to mail a letter. Yeah. We wouldn't know how to go to the laundry. We wouldn't know anything. I would go home. I would turn on It's Always Sunny on Philadelphia, only to realize that it's 1929. <laughs> <laughs> None of that is there. What am I going to do? Look at, like, look at his costume. This is a long scene for him to make arrangements that everything must be perfect at the dinner. Well, I don't believe, like, you could clearly see the puppet's mouth moving during this scene. I mean, it's a shitty job, right? And there's I mean, no squeeze thing in his hand. But, I mean, like, the dummy's doing a terrible ventriloquist job. Oh, of, yeah. he's doing it of the person? Yeah. You can see the little puppet squeezing his own lemon. <laughs> squeezing his crotch. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Yes. It's chicken. How is it? It's chicken. Dude on the beat. It's great. This girl named Carol follows Daryl every gig he we play. Then he dissed her and dismissed her. Now she's tracking Jay. It's tricky to rock around. You should you should totally do that during the musical number. I would rather hear you go through the classics. <laughs> Better than their Where in the money? No, but where in the money is direct and you get the point and you can relate to it. These are like stories. Oh yeah. yeah. My love is like a spider web. Yep. See how they're up on the web? People are up there. Oh cool. <laughs> this is Spider-Man turn on the dark. Remember the Spider-Man musical? Yes. Yeah. Accident. Right, they kept falling off this, the ceiling. Now that's Frank and Mary. Why you bug? I need your hugging. <laughs> now Mary was, um, let's see, her spouse was James Cruz, the director from twenty four through thirty, so six years. That's a little that's bit pretty good. Uh, Hollywood. She starred in The Enemy Sex, directed by James Cruz, as well as the sound film Great Gabo in nineteen twenty nine. Are and you looking at their crotches? First sound picture. What's that? Are you looking at their crotches? Uh, now that you mentioned it, I see camel toe on the left and bulgy bulge on the right. <laughs> and they both have flat chests. As of the time. She's best known for her performances in the docks of New York, The Barker, and which earned her an Academy Award for Best Actress. Uh, Check out, nominate me for the Barker, <laughs> the Academy member. I told you about her Gone with the Wind of audition. Yeah. He won. She appeared as a small ro role in Alfred Hitchcock film Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, cool! With Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's uh, when they go to therapy. After retiring from the screen, she began a cosmetic line and helped her husband run a business called Ashtrays Unlimited. I have an idea. Mary, babe, hey, babe. I'm not <laughs> babe, I told you. Babe was an actress from her old movie. That's right. Come here, babe. How dare you? I knew you liked her. <laughs> After her marriage with Cruz ended, she would marry two more times. We had no children. Uh, yes, very nice. Now you get to watch them get off the ropes, right? They don't put a giant curtain over that. You, gotta, <laughs> yeah, you have to go they have to all step down. <laughs> they got to take the rope off. The... Oh, wait. Next oh, song. Next What's song. Up? Your love is like another web. How is it? That's just amazing. How is it? What's with the? <laughs> Hang on, I think Frank Frank Smalley's kicking in. <laughs> Frank is Scottish. His name is Douglas Douglas Donald Douglas Donald Douglas, uh, Scottish know. actor in the United States who performed on the film stage and radio. Sailed from the port of Liverpool in 1910, arrived in the port of New York, became an American citizen in 39, a singer, actor, musical shows such as, such as Footlight. What? Whoa. Wow. I mean, wow. That, man, that's talent. That's like stupid, crazy talent. Here's the idea. You balance your, yourself on my chest. Seriously, Great idea. How, how hard is that to do? And he's That's so scary. close to the hooch. <laughs> well, he, oh, I've seen that on. Oh, whoa. whoa. Beth's so talented. God damn it. Whoa, she just rolls right down. And we're still singing. Oh, no, Gillis. Oh, you have the chorus in the background. We're angelic singers in the same costume. Oh, you added that? Oh my God, your breath, darling. Oh. So if we were in the audience, would we like so we go back in time? We're sitting here as entertainment. We would be entertained, right? Or we would just be bored out of our mind. I I don't know. Like when they did that act, you know, contortion yeah, stuff, pretty... and he was holding her. Oh wow, he popped away. He's got a boner. Oh, oh. her. She put her lips near it. Look at this. He's. They're doing the same. Sort of thing. Uh, the control you have to have over your body physically. I mean, he's using his knee as a door as a resting spot. <laughs> it's so. It's got to be so choreographed. Look at that. Wow. Oh, are they singing now in the middle of this? I guess. I still love you. <laughs> Sue, oh, careful! Careful! Oh, your breath, honey. Oh. Yeah. Oh, see, we get dialogue saying, "You've got to tell them that we're married. If you don't do it, I will." Stuff like that. Would we, as audience members, would we hear them talking about their personal life on stage? 
No. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie. Yeah, we're flying the wall we, as we get to hear the whole story. Oh, she has, uh, she does have, uh, she has a bus. Oh, okay. Thank God, Carl. I'm going to buy her products now. <laughs> <laughs> Ashtray Unlimited. <laughs> Ashtray Unlimited. <laughs> Uh, oh no, not another one. Turn off the dark. Would I go to Central Park where <laughs> Dr. Octavius will wave battle for New York? Dr. Wait. Octavius. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the Spider-Man musical, like how the the lyrics for it. Well, there was this great Spider-Man rock album. I loved Tom Crow loved it too as a kid. I think I saw Tom Crow's copy. He's looking in a mirror, right? Peter Parker and and it's a full length mirror and he sees like a reflection of himself. Was it live action? Yeah. Was it a guy playing like it, it was, was a live It was a recording that was a live yeah, it was like you were listening to a radio show, and there was a yeah. comic that it went along with it. Yeah, um, I remember it. I, I totally remember it. It was, um... Walk like a spider, talk like a man. Everybody loves Stanley Spider-Man. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. How does he... Oh, look, the king talked to us. Hello. Oh. Uh, we would not understand their culture. We would say, um, hi, uh, can you help me? I'm a little lost. Yeah, I'm a little lost. My GPS isn't working on my phone. Hey, Bob, you look a little long, down in the tooth there. What? What? <laughs> uh, catch that your tongue? A wang bang uh, I... ball banger today? Uh, uh, maybe. What does it mean? Wow, look at that. I mean, they're all talented. I guess this is interesting. So this is Riverdale. Oh, he has a movie out, Michael Flaherty, called uh, Blackbird, and it's not supposed to be that good. Okay. You yeah, can see where they practice. Look at the stage; it's so worn out. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all that dandruff. Um, yeah, it's all dandruff. <laughs> I guess that uh, I, I'm. A, I feel a little ripped off by this movie that they're they're basically eating. Well, I mean, they think they're thrilling you. I guess I don't know. Well, no, it's like home box office when HBO came out. It gave the suburbanites opportunity not to cross the bridge to see uh, George Carlin or cross the tunnel, go into the tunnel to see the boxing match. Or to uh -huh. go to New York City to see the premiere movie, it all came. The home box office came to your house, right? And right these movies, there. like the eat lobster and watch Otto uh, perform at a diner at a nightclub, <laughs> and then go to well. a theater, it would cost us like at least twenty bucks, you know. Uh, <laughs> Nineteen, whatever. Yeah, and the costumes. So you know, uh, it's a cheap way to get like your vicarious thrills of entertainment. Like movies are providing replicants of what's popular now it's like watching right. a movie now and seeing uncharted it's a video game on the screen I right, like video right. games. that's exactly what this 
musical. I bet you people were thrilled to see this film. Oh, oh you know, it's like we would going have, into the film. We would have to drive from Patterson to New York City to see this shit. And now we could just see it at the Patterson uh, Old Reiki, you know. Now, look, Mary should have told him long ago. Look how she's really acting, man. She's good. Mary should have said long ago that she was married, and she doesn't. I mean, it's she, tricky. It's tricky. She said, she said, hi, Gabo. It's me, married. <laughs> Mar oh, not married, married. You know, tinted windows don't mean nothing. They know Run DMC's in town. I can't. I can't compare the two songs. They're both equally good. Like I can't say I prefer Mary Mary over. It's I tricky. really don't know Mary Mary. Why not? Only on all their albums. What Mary, else? comma Mary, Run DMC. All right. Got auto acting, auto acting. Oh hey, Congressman. Oh right, yeah. Don't forget to vote. Yeah, please forget to vote, America. Okay, keep your woke asses home. Too late. I voted for the Lay's potato chip that tastes like mac and cheese. <laughs> Perfect choice. Yeah. Things have changed. He, you know, he, he's trying to get her back, and she's has to now say that she's married. Yep. Now look, he's saying this as Gabo, not as Otto. This is a big moment. But she's still looking at Otto. I think she doesn't want to make eye contact. I missed Otto. Yeah. Only Otto. Is my perfume? So I guess they were sexual partners, of course, right? Maybe he slept on the couch. Did they have a couch? They had a bed in their their bed was their couch. Remember yeah. in the living room where he played solitaire? <laughs> Left us. Yeah. So Anthony Hopkins. Has like a demonic uh, uh, hand puppet, uh, ventriloquist dummy, that like attacks him, and it's due to magic. Should I watch it? No. Okay. It's one of those movies where you're just like. Is it on YouTube? I don't know. It, it if you have like a streaming service, like I have a Fire Stick, and I just I save I the for movie. our show. I meant for our your show. I'm guessing. Oh, I meant. For oh, you. yo, you're the guest. Yeah, I do musical numbers. Miss Mary? That's what Gabo's saying right now. Mary, Mary, I need Frank said, I don't know this song. Frank said, that's my wife. And he said, you married Mary? Why are you bugging? You married Mary? Why are you bugging? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to learn this song. You're going to have to learn this song. How could I have missed it? What, a guitar? No. <laughs> tell her, tell him already. Why didn't you tell him long ago? 
you know, this is like the pre-code movie. It's like you're married. Disgusting. You know, you, you, got, you said had... he would eat squab because that's what he's having for dinner with her, and she's saying, "I can't go with you." And he's like, "But it's squab." Oh, really, squab? Where else am I going to find a pigeon in New York City? Can you believe that's delicacy, right? Sure, why not? Squab? Seriously? God brought it on Earth to get it shot down. That's why God brought it on Earth. Thanks, God. Thank I'm you. saying that in my prayers tonight. He's been eating lobster, squab, and he complained about the truffles. <laughs> There's no double thinking in, in the 20s, you know? Now like he's not... laughing. That boy, Frank, he means nothing, Marie. Yes. Frank, Mary, Mary. We're married. But you're bugging. Are you bugging? I'm sorry. So he's saying, like, so the last few years you've been having sex after you were married? <laughs> that is so avant-garde. Yeah, Did you use a sheet? <laughs> Otto. This is still playing with his legs. Yeah, so right. An Otto and George Memorial at um, a stress factory in New Brunswick, and there was um, lots of names there. You know, you never you have heard of Otto and George, or yeah, I have heard of Otto and George. I, I didn't realize he passed away. Yeah, he was never on the big screen or TV or something. He was just a stand-up, but he would he was so filthy dirty. And it was the puppet would just say disgusting, dirty things and racist things, really, really inappropriate. And and George would drink. He would drink. Oh, while he was performing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like uh, Mel Gibson and the Beaver, right? He had like a hand puppet that would express his feelings. <laughs> no, George was totally fake. Sequence uh, right now. Is he? Uh, is he? Who's he talking to right now? Is he talking to Otto? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to get really pissed. Sorry for Gabo. Sorry for me. Now we have a touching scene in which Frank is jealous and he's rewarded. I don't get this show. Like, uh, we've been sitting in this audience. If they're able to have a breakup, a revelation right. like this, this right. that means that... What's going on on stage right now? No, they're, but we're in the audience watching, what, 40 minutes of people dancing while this is going on? Yeah. We're in the money. Oh, we're in the money again. Okay, I don't have another example. Well, we're in the, no, no, I'm saying as an audience member, we'll be like, oh, God, we're there. in the money again. My actually... is money. Oh, that old line. You know, oh, right, I remember that from Bob Hope. Bob Hope's not funny. We're, we got the money. Uh, that was from the blockbuster, what was it? The Gold Diggers of 33. So that was after this. It was about um, mistresses and the gold no, diggers. Gold diggers. No, it was a musical review by Bugsy Berkeley. And it was huh. like set pieces. I would see it. If you have a chance to see it, it's it's uh, the camera moves overhead. It's not just the view from the audience. Okay. It says like movie shit to a theater choreography. So it, it looks really cool. I'll have to not check it out. What's it but called? It, 
The gold diggers of 33. Okay. <laughs> now she's, we're having a touching moment between husband and wife. During the middle of a show. Yeah. Hey, this is why. Why are you bugging, girl? I can't believe, like, I would be so frantic as a producer of the show. I'd be like, can you just leave that at home and focus on the show right now? There's an audience there. Do you just, like... Curtain call, Frank! Curtain call, Frank. You're up next. Listen, I, I don't George is going long, so so you can get over. Come on. I'm staying for the finale. Oh, really? I'll Aren't you a performer? Look how huh. big backstage is. Four huh. seconds huh. until huh. you suck. Now he's going to make the audience wait. He's not going on. They can't have a finale without me. No, you don't want to. If you're not dancing and there's a finale, you don't, even though you perform the show, it's terrible when you have to go at the end and dance with the ensemble. The ens <laughs> The assembly, the company. Reprise, on stage for the reprise. <laughs> Big opening without Gabo. Big opening without the great Gabo. And two. Big opening without Gabo. Let them wait. Let them wait. Where's Gabo? Quick, get another act. Get another act. I'm going to have to learn this. I'm going to have to. You know, so Charlie McCarthy and Edgar McCarthy and Charlie, whatever. Do you, you know Edgar Bergman and Charlie? I they, know. Oh, the, look, he hits Otto. Yeah. And immediately, he's like, I'm so sorry. And he's real apologetic. Yeah, Otto goes evil. Look how. No, see. He doesn't Chucky at all. Waiting for the killing. I was like. Yeah. Like. Chucky would kill everybody at this point. <laughs> Look how his eye is missing or sunken or something. Suck it, fuck. Oh, come on, guys. Big big finale. Finale. Be closer without Gabo. Everybody. Everybody but Gabo. Very close Look at this. Look at this acting wow. in the special effects. Yeah. Thomas Edison, ha, 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 ha. Oh, I see it all. What great acting. Kick. 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 Clam. Shut up, you. Let's listen. All right. Well, actually, I, it's not a good time right now. It's, it's not a good time. Okay. Look at the duck. The chicken duck. Everything, every part of vaudeville. There's Betty Boop again. That's Babe. From Long Island. Or Maybe dancing. that's not Babe, actually. No, no. Maybe that's not Babe because. There's the spider web. Babe tells Frank to go to see the show of Gabo because he might learn something. And Frank will. <clears throat> not Frank, the guy who's neighbor. Neighbor reluctantly agrees, and the last scene of our film will be them about them talking shit about Gabo. All right, everyone's on. 
Remember those outfits? Yes. And there again. Now, Gabo will come out and ruin everything. He'll start ranting at everyone to shut up. Watch. <laughs> He'll yell at the audience. Oh, cool. So this is where the story and the show collide. Here come Frank and here comes Mary. It's been a lot of time to make sure the set piece connect with the plot that the couple were the center of the of the spider web. Yeah, we didn't cheaply just record some musical thing and throw it up there. It really yeah. is the film. And it haunts them at the end. That's that was kind of cool. They show like theater scenes and using special effects. Look at his girly hat. <coughs> Get out oh, of my way! Drama. I am Gabo. I read about this in Variety. Gabo, Gabo <laughs> loses shit. Gabo loses his shit on stage. But the thing is, what does Gabo really think he's going to do? Make everyone shut up and say, oh, excuse me, Gabo, sorry. You're right. You can't this... have a finale without me. He's telling the audience. Right. I don't know. I'm confused, Carl. We spent 30 bucks on this show. Nope. For tickets. Help! Run away! Why won't they leave? Here! Take off that silly hat! <laughs> Look at his dumb pharaoh costume. That's like... No, he's a spider. That, didn't we see that prince, Arab prince film? Going back a Oh, while. Son of Sheik. Son of Sheik, yeah, it was really good. Son of Sheik, yeah. Look, he's got a sword out. I know, I guess we, we've seen that sword all movie. Okay, yeah. guys, nothing to see here. Yeah, la la la. Show must go on. There's Hi, a flapper. I'm a flapper. From Long Island. He is. Betty Boop was clearly from Long Island, and so was Meowith. <laughs> Who's Meowith? From, from Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Meowth feels like from you. Can, I'd have a beer with Meowth. Yeah, and his buddy Meowth too. You ever secretly root for Team Rocket when you saw? Oh, all the time. Pokemon? I thought the yeah. show. I used to say like, I gotta go home from after school. <laughs> after school, twenty years ago, I have to go home from work. I gotta check out Team Rocket. They go like, "Don't you mean Pokemon?" I go, "Fuck Pokemon!" Fuck Pokemon! Oh. oh, every time they were blasting away again. I hated that poor guys. They got so. Beat. When the Pokemon was on American TV, right? Don't they sound like there's they sound like Snagglepuss? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Jesse was hot. Yeah, well, it's a Team Rocket outfit. 